Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios at Silbert Ranch in the Northwoods of Wisconsin on the campus of Nicolay Bible Institute. And uh, we're here another day just having great conversation, just dialoguing about life and what's going on in the world and how to look through it at a lens of biblical perspective, if that makes any sense. Yeah, you know, and that's getting harder and harder. Yeah, totally. Even from people that go to church all the time. Yeah. Um, my own assessment, which could be totally false, but my own assessment is people have gone to church and gone to church and they know less now than they did many years ago about who God is and what the Bible actually says. Mm. So I'm trying to figure out how all that works because essentially we should be getting better at what we do, yeah, not worse at what we do. Mm. You know, we should be getting where we use the tools better than we've ever used before. Yeah. And so then we're educating better than we ever have before. Right. Certainly information isn't a problem. It's if, out there. If anything, we have more information at our fingertips now than we did yeah. years ago. Yeah. You but, know, I don't think, though, we think of, of the ramifications of how things affect the bottom line. For for example, yeah, um, the idea of handwriting, written communication, that was a good idea, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody in the world would say that was a bad invention, a bad idea. It, they would all say that's a great idea. But when you look at it and you begin to think of the ramifications of handwriting and what it did to the human mind, mm-hmm. what it does is it causes us to not remember things as well. Now, now you say, oh, that's a stretch. No, it isn't. What we do is we start developing filing systems that we remember. Mm-hmm. But we don't remember the details. We yeah. have to go get them. I don't need to know anything anymore. I can YouTube it and learn it. Mm-hmm. So I don't need to have it in my head. I, I don't need to know information. I can pull out my phone. And if you ask me what is uh, pi r square thing, I could type that in and I could figure it out right away that way and just read it to you. Yep. So, you know, we might think that doesn't affect us. But it does. Now, Now I'm not saying it affects us in a, in a terrible way or that it's evil because that could be a very good thing as well as far as writing things down and having them preserved for history, whatever it might be. But I also think that we don't think of ramifications of everyday inventions that take place. or Like right now, the, the how has having all this information at our fingertips affected us? How has um, virtual reality affected us? How has all the gaming that's out there affected us? How has the the rise of people who play like a sport getting 40, 50, 100 million a year affect us? Mm-hmm. That, does that stuff affect us? And, and if so, how? And I think that's a really valid question people can ask because things aren't done in a vacuum where they don't affect something else. Mm-hmm. And uh, we need to be guarding against some of that. So... Even for me, I know my memory, if if I see something, I hit a button, I drag it over to my file, and I forget it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and then I have all these files. Right, right. Um, I went to the store this morning because I go to the doctor early morning, and I, and I came, st- stopped at the store and back, and I went to my phone for my list, and my phone didn't upgrade the list from my iPad, and I was ticked. I couldn't remember what I went to the store for. <laughs> I put it on there last night, and I'm yep. thinking, what did I come here for? Mm-hmm. And and that's an example of what I'm talking about. It's like, if I didn't have that list, I would have been fine. Yeah. I would have remembered, probably, or I would have written it on a 
piece something. of scrap paper or something I had in my pocket, but I didn't do that. I put it there, and then my mind said, you don't have to remember this. Right. So I wonder if memory is something that isn't what it used to be anymore. Yeah, it could be something that we just don't exercise anymore. You know, the thing that keeps coming to mind as you're talking is like, even when I was a kid, I, I, I was still, I was probably the last generation that memorized phone numbers. Right. You know, so that way you can call your friends or call whoever, you know, I mean, your generation had the phone books that you guys would write down everybody's number, but you'd have to remember people's number. Now you just look up in your phone. You know, the only person's number you know is probably your own or your spouse or maybe your kids. And that, I don't that know my spouses. You probably, there you go. <laughs> no, that's sad. But <laughs> And she still looks at me and rolls her eyes when I when someone says, what's, what's her phone number? And I go, I don't know. See? I have to pull out my phone. And, there, and that's prime example that, you know, that the things that we used to exercise our brain with, you know, we don't. And, and even even like I, I, I carried it over into the, the Christian realm of things. You know, whether you are in youth group or, or Bible, you know, whatever, Sunday school, or even as we do here at camp, it's interesting even talking with young people about scripture memorization or even adults. Right. You know, I mean, we grew up, you know, and I know Awana is still a thing, but like I grew up in the heyday of Awana. Where we you memorized know, a lot of verses. Where, I mean, that was just a normal thing. Mm-hmm. And as kids, it came so easily right. because we were used to doing that. And obviously, as adults, you know it, it, it's different, you know, because there's some natural. And and those things verses that happen, come but... back to your mind. I bet when you need them right now. Oh, totally. Yeah, mine you know, too. there's things that you learn. King James version, even. Right. Yep. You know, and that's and that's the thing is that if you were to put in the effort, I still think we have the capabilities. It's just we don't realize that we aren't putting in the effort anymore. Yeah. You know, I was listening to a musician. My wife and I went to a music conference, and we were listening to a musician talk. And they said, you know, here's what we want you to understand. When you're walking down the street, and all of a sudden you start to repeat the lines of a song in your head over and over again, you don't do that with a message or a book. Yeah. You do that with a song. Yep. Because he was just talking about the importance of certain songs and worship and that kind of thing and how they put them to music. And how that could be, and that's why he said you watch the doctrine in songs. You watch what it says, because you could be getting the wrong message in that song. Right. Well, and that just, that, I mean, it, it exemplifies the importance of, you know, what are you putting into your mind? Right. Because a lot of people, it's like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. But it is. Especially when it comes to music or something that is something that catches on in your brain. It's like, that will create space that it will you'll call it back and you'll repeat it right you know and so what are you repeating are you repeating something that is beneficial to your life that can encourage you or is it something that is like garbage right um i mean my son camped for the first time this summer mm-hmm. at junior Miller camp and i know that uh, we have a we have a, a worship team that's very intentional for this age group that picks out songs because of the lyrics right and knowing that these kids will repeat these lyrics because they're catchy tunes, but then what they're saying is actually biblical truth that would be good to repeat. Right. And let me tell you that one of the songs we've been like in our house the last week and a half, and even I mentioned to my wife, I'm like, this song is on repeat in my head. Yeah. But as I think about the words, I'm like, okay, I might be annoyed with the tune, but the words are great words to have on repeat in my head. Right. And if they're on repeat in my head, they're on repeat in my son who's nine years old head. And, and they're good truths to have on repeat. Absolutely. And that's the amazing thing is that oftentimes as we engage in culture, 
even the the what we think are the everyday life sort of things, it all is an impact on on how we shape ourselves and the way that we protect ourselves, yeah. you know, and view the world. And are we just sitting idle and allowing culture to influence what we mem- memorize or remember, or are we being intentional to filter in the things that we should remember? Right. Um, and, and there are there are things that make it easier to remember, like music does. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was telling my wife the same thing. Since we came back from the music conference, I said, I've had songs going through my head randomly. She goes, yeah, did you have any of the messages going through your head randomly? And right. I said, no. Right. That, exactly. She said, you know the difference? She said, when you speak, you always use these lines over and over again. Mm-hmm. So people do quote you. Yeah. But they quote you because you use those lines over and over again. And, and some think, oh, you use those lines over and over again. Well, that's actually on purpose. You, you, There's no way to learn things if you don't repeat them yep. over and over again. Like I'll tell kids all the time, you know, God is older than you, smarter than you, and loves you. You can trust them. Yep. You know, someone will look at me and go, okay, I've heard that. And I'll bet you could repeat it too. Right. And I'll bet you there'll be a time in your life where you do repeat it. Mm-hmm. And then you'll go, oh, yeah, that's true. He is older than me, smarter than me, and loves me. I can trust him. Uh, you know, or whatever whatever it might be. I mean, uh, there's one guy that told me, you know, the one line of, uh, do you love God? And he said yes. And I said, well, then they act like it. And I walked away. So that affected me more than anything in the world. Yeah. And he said, I've repeated that over and over again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just as parents, remember, it's not the the eloquence and in, in the amount that you speak. Yeah. Say things that can be remembered yeah. in a way that they can be remembered. Yeah. And and once you get onto a principle, don't be afraid to repeat it over and over again until it becomes something they understand and, and they repeat. Uh, music, that's why, too, I think, from my old guy perspective, be careful the kind of music you're listening to all the time and repeating in your head. You might find um, in my day there was, you know, Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy or something. And <laughs> so you're repeating those words, and they may be harmless. I don't even know what all the words are. Yeah. I just remember the one line. But they may be harmless, but what are you putting in your head all day? Right. You know, you're putting something in your head that's actually true and will help you. Or are you putting stuff in your head that Satan's going, good, that stuff's just worthless. Right. And, and you're putting something, you know, because I'm amazed, especially even during the summer, how many young people, that's not just young people anymore. It's like everybody has an earbud in their head. Yeah. Like, I'm just stunned. Like, I can't focus if I got something going on in my head. I, I'm with you. You know, but like, like nonstop, it's like these young people have to be listening. To maybe, maybe you're listening to this show and you're one of them. You know, I'm not saying there's anything against it, but just be aware that all of that it, you're inputting into your head, whether it's music or even a podcast, maybe you're listening to this podcast yep. as you're walking around. You know, I don't know. Um, but then you're not you're not completely where you're at, right? And that's what I don't understand is is there's a divided attention there, yeah. and so I'd encourage you to be present. And that's a whole other discussion. Yeah, but well, um, you won't see me that way because those earbuds fall out of my ears all the time. I still have, I, I must have weird ears, and I keep trying to get them to stay in, and they keep falling out. <laughs> so I'm thinking I'm not going to wear them over there. I'll lose them. I, so now I'm not wearing them anywhere because I don't want to lose them. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I know. I need the old headphones that are about 18 pounds and put those on, and you know that kind of thing. But and your discman? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, carry carry around things. Uh, we had a, a friend of ours. I think I might have said this before, though. That he was talking about something. He said, "Did, did you see this movie?" And and uh, he grew up here at camp, and now he's a, a retired Air Force guy. 
and he basically was saying, did you see this movie? And I said, no. And, and I said, nah, I don't. He said, well, do you have a, a CD of it or something? I said, it doesn't matter. I, I probably don't have a CD player anyway. You know, I mean, I don't have a right. cassette player, obviously. I don't yeah. have a VCR player. I, it's like, why have these things? Yeah. I, and so uh, we got a package in the mail. He sent us a Blu-ray something. I don't even know what that is. A CD player with with a mo- with a CD with it so that we could watch something. <laughs> and I thought, okay, there's a. He's not oh, that much younger than I am, but he's funny. saying, "You guys are sad. I got to get you this equipment so that you can actually watch something." That's funny. And I'm thinking, watch something. We're fine without it somehow. Yeah. But uh, I am touched because he cares about us, and he, he's just trying to share something, yeah. which is kind of fun. But it shows you it, the progress in life, how things change so dramatically. You know, yeah. I mean. I don't even need that recording stuff because honestly, on my iPad and everything, I just get it without it running on a, you know, you can download it. Right. So, I mean, life has changed in a tremendous way and we need to be careful what's, what's vying for our brains. Hmm. Uh, I have some research by the Pew Research Center. I'll read it to you. It talks about what's happening to Christianity in our country. And I'm wondering why this is happening. Um, so I'm just wondering what your thought is on it. Mm-hmm. I'll read this. Again, it comes uh, It says, Christianity has remained at the forefront of the nation's political and social conversations for centuries. But new research shows that it could be changing. A new report by Pew Research Center and General Social Survey published on Tuesday found that large numbers of people in the U.S. who practice Christianity are declining. Hmm. The religion's demographic has been dwindling since 1990. The report said as many adults transition to an identity of atheist, agnostic, or nothing in particular. In the early 90s, about 90% of the people in the U.S. identified as Christians. In the early 90s, 90%. 90%. Wow. Yeah. The report said in 2020, Christians accounted for about 64% of the U.S. population, including children. Meanwhile, those who are not affiliated with a religion has grown from 16% in 2007 to 30% in 2020, according to the research. All other religions, including Judaism, Islam, Hinduism, and Buddhism, account for about 6% in 2020. So, I mean, when you think about it, in 1990, there's 90% of the people in the United States, they may not be Christians, but they identified identified as as Christians, Christians, right. And that's gone down now to 64%. Wow. So my question is, what are we doing? Hmm. How'd we get there? Yeah. What, what is going on in, in the churches and in, in the teachers and in the, in the evangelical colleges? What is happening where there's a decline going on rather than an increase? Yeah. This is not a good thing. Um, so I don't know. Do you have any ideas on what, what's going on in our world? I, I mean, is it... The handwriting thing, we, we've just changed technology so much and now heads are so full of things that, you know, nobody wants to take a stand on something because there's so many other things that are going on in the world around them. Yeah, I mean, you look at the world today and, it, and it's almost as if we just don't care about truth anymore. Okay. You know, um, and, and that might be the unpopular opinion, but I mean, you have people vying, vying for lies. You know, I mean, back in the 90s, you know, you had two genders. Right. You know, and I would say even today we still have two genders, but right. the world will tell you otherwise. Right. And and that's, like, there's no, like, how do you change 
facts and biology. Right. You know, and I think that has created more confusion because now you have technology and things in front of us that is, is vouching for you to believe what you want to believe, you know, and what we've become is, is that whatever the popular opinion is almost is treated as factual when it's, it's just an, somebody vouching for your attention and right. you know what I'm saying? Does right. that make sense? Right. You know, so it's no longer based on fact. It's based on popular opinion. Yeah. And just because it's popular doesn't make it right. right. I mean, you even see that in scripture back in the day, yeah. you know, what we, we've elevated the idea of believing something to making things true. So if I believe something, it's true. Yeah. Well, no, that's, we, what we have to remember is belief doesn't make anything true or false. Right. I can believe in Santa all I want. That's right. It doesn't make Santa coming down my chimney every yeah, Christmas. That's right. You know, and I apologize if I just ruined somebody you, that you is listening did. All, to this podcast. You did. All the 20-year-olds who are still looking up the that's chimney. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the reality yeah. is like, no, no matter, like, there's certain things, no matter what you, how much you believe in something, doesn't make it right. What makes it right is the fact that there's evidence right. and there's facts behind it. Yeah. Well, you know, I I was uh, I like reading some I like reading about historical figures. I can't remember all the details, so you just have to forgive me on that. But I think it was the Adams cousins, uh, John Adams, those guys that were early in life. I can't remember which ones, but they they basically were talking about the dangers of democracies, and they were they were saying that you know democracies don't last; they're, they're going to shoot themselves. Mm-hmm. And I've often said that that when people are just wrong in life, when they do things they shouldn't do, it's like they get into a circular firing squad and shoot each other. Right. And it's because you can't live in a culture that's self-centered. You can't do it. Right. Now, what happens is you push those out that aren't self-centered because they're giving you a different message. But then all you've got left is a circle of self-centered people. Yeah. Well, if you're in the middle of a bunch of self-centered people and that's all that's left on the planet, what's going to happen? Yeah. You're going to be in a circular firing squad. I mean, that doesn't make any sense to me. Not at all. Yeah. And and the bottom line really is when you when you look at if there is no absolute truth, in other words, you take the Bible off, and and that's basically what's been happening around the the nation. I think is they're trying to say whatever you believe should be true, and you should respect everybody's opinion. The bottom line is you should respect people, but their opinion may be goofy. You know, I mean, yeah. if they have an opinion about the moon being made out of cheese, it's a goofy opinion, you know, and we have trouble saying that these days. Yeah. And so what we've opened ourselves up to is propaganda because we think that democracy will bring us truth somehow. Yeah. Well, apart from God, it won't. Right. It, you know, in the book of Judges, when each person does what's right in their own eyes, this was a disaster. Yeah. And that's where we're trying to head to. And it opens it up to a lot of propaganda. It opens it up for me to run around. And, and now I become a victim of, of great rhetoric and, and debate and argument. And if I can use words well, I can persuade people that I'm right and it gives me power. And now all of a sudden, we've got all these factions. And that's really what's going on in our culture, I think. So I, I think looking at the, the cause and effect of, you know, we want a democracy. Not, well, if we're not under God, this thing's going to blow up. Right. No matter what kind of government we have, but especially a democracy, because there's no way to survive in a country where everyone's self-centered. Right. And I, unfortunately, I think we, we see that more and more, even if you just look at our politics. You know, back in the 90s, you actually had people, uh, you know, campaigning on what they actually stood for and believed. 
now you have people campaigning on, you know, well, this person's horrible. Right. You don't want to trust them. Right. And yet you have no no idea what they themselves stand for. Right. I have most no of idea. the time. You know, it's just spewing lies back and forth. And so I think it, we're we're almost fulfilling what you're just saying, even as a culture. It's like the more time that progresses, you know, it's 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 not even about, you know, what the core meat of, of a campaign anymore. Right. You know, it's like it's either well, you don't want him because he'll do this and this and this. Well, yeah, you know? and it's the culture. You know, some of it is just people are protecting their own way of life that they think is is right. They they take the place of God and they say, you know, for me this is right. Yeah. Now God can say that this is right, and He's the only one that can. Right. Because the rest of us actually have perspective. We've been born in a country. God has no perspective. He has no opinion. Everything He says is absolutely right. Right. And we have a hard time with that. Right. And I think if you take that mentality we subconsciously transfer that into our spiritual life. Right. And I think that's the problem with the church is because now we, we've come to a, a consumeristic style of the church, especially post-COVID, you know, where now the church experience, quote unquote, doesn't even have to be in person. And so if we don't like what we hear, we could plug into a different website that has a different live stream. Right. And then, you know, there are people that are, quote, very educated yeah. who become what I call mamby-pamby professors because what they do is they don't take a stand on anything because they think that's politically correct. Right. And, and yet they're supposed to be teaching you something. You know what? I can teach the truth. I can open the Bible and say what it says because I know that God says what he means, and that's true, and that's what we're going to be judged on one day. Right. You don't run away from that. Now, you can have all kinds of other opinions, I'm sure, you know, and, I, and I'm, I mean, you might have an opinion about how God created the earth or whatever it might be. If you're going to ask me that, I'm going to go to Genesis and I'm going to say, in the beginning, God, and I'm just going to stop there. I'm going to ask you, what did you learn so far? Yeah. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. What did you just learn? Mm -hmm. All right. Now, we're done as far as how it got created. Yeah. Well, because God said he did it. Now, there's no possible way that my human brain will ever grab a hold of how that happened. Mm -hmm. I cannot understand how a being can speak and create a walrus. You know, I mean, I, I can't grab that one. Right. Or any other thing. Yeah. So I need to be able to say, okay, there's somebody older than me and smarter than me and loves me. I can trust them because I can't get to where I understand it. But in our minds, we want to be God just like Satan. So if we don't understand it, then we don't accept it. Hmm. Right. Well, that's not going to work. And the and the more technology we have and the more stuff that's out there, the more we begin to say, I don't understand this. Mm -hmm. And so when somebody comes and says, well, I have a firm belief about this, it's like, well, you're human. I'm human. You're, you're certainly welcome to have that belief. Right. But if it could be based on lies and perspective and, and culture, and sorry, mm -hmm. it may be wrong. Yeah. And mine might be wrong, too. And the only thing I know for sure is what God said. Yeah. You know, years ago, I was speaking to some ladies, and I, I read the verse. They were not uh, Christians, and they were up here at camp. And in order to be here, we're, you know, we want you to hear the Bible. So I was speaking to this group of ladies. And I, and I read the verse, you know, where Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Mm -hmm. And the lady came up and said, how dare you? That, that's so exclusive. That's, 
you, you know, that's your opinion. I thought, and I said, no, it isn't. That's what God said. And then she wanted to argue, and I said, ma'am, stop. Go argue with God. Go over there under that tree and go talk to God. Yeah. Because what I told you was what God's word says, that every human being is a sinner. Yeah. That everyone is separated from God, that God sent his son so that you and I wouldn't have to be separated from him. So you want to argue the point. Don't do it with me. I'm the messenger. Go over there and talk to God about it. Well, she just walked out in a huff. Yeah. Because she wanted to argue with somebody. Look, I'm a messenger. This yeah. is what the Bible says. Now, you want to reject that, you go talk to God now and for eternity about it, I guess. But that's not my call. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of absoluteness drives our people insane. Right. Because we're not used to it anymore. No. Whereas I would say in the 90s, we were used to it. You know, there was black, there was white, you know, and it was like, this is right, this is wrong. You know, and, and that's that's the reality of it. Yeah. And I, and there has to be a lot more factors. In the 90s, obviously, you know, the decline. Right. I'm probably oversimplifying it. No, you're you know? not. I, th- I think things are simpler than we like to make them. I, yeah. I, 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 however, when you look at the church in general, you think, okay, all this extra communication, is it good? Mm-hmm. Is it really good to know what, what the, the pastor in California said about this the minute he says it? Right. If I live in New York, mm-hmm. is, is it good to know what's going on on a day-by-day basis in the war in Ukraine? I mean, is it really that good to know all that? Mm-hmm. And what do I do with the information I get? Right. Before you know it, your brain is used to sorting things out and saying, forget, 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 forget. Right. Why, too much. And it's not relevant to you. Absolutely. You don't even know what the person in the cubicle next to you at office or the or, or who lives next door to you is doing today. Yeah. But you know what Vladimir Putin's doing. Right. Well, maybe you need to know less about Putin. And more about your neighbor. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know, maybe we were made to look at each other and talk and communicate and not, you know, look at a tube and figure out what everyone else is doing over 10,000 miles away if they're that far away. Yeah. Um, or even watching a, a sports, you know, I'm certainly not against watching sports. Yeah. But do you need exercise? Mm-hmm. Well, then go out and get some. Right. What are you watching these guys get exercise for? These girls getting exercise for? You go out and do something. And, you know, before you know it, you begin to say, okay, I, I'm not going to allow all this outside influence to get me. Right. In reality. Um, instead, I'm going to live in the world that God put me in. I'm going to know the people around me. I'm going to enjoy them. And I'm going to learn from God the absolutes that are there and apply those to my life. And all of a sudden, your life makes sense. And otherwise, your life won't make sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm not anti-democracy. I'm anti-democracy without God. Yeah. Um, and I think that we as a nation need to make some changes. So... Yeah. Young people that are listening, I'm not the one that's going to make them. You better make them yeah. because you got to live in this uh, for years to come if God tarries. You know, and I think we need to realize that we can't be passive consumers. Right. You know, and, and by consumers, like the things that we intake, whether it's information that we read, listen to, watch, it all influences us, whether consciously or subconsciously. 
And that's kind of how we started this episode. You know, what are you intaking and how is it impacting your relationship with God? Unfortunately, we're out of time here, but I just want to leave you with that thought. As you consume things, how is it impacting your relationship with God and your relationship with others? But that's all the time we have for for our show today. Uh, This is Jason and Dave on Younger and Older. Take care and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.